your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, we've been hearing warnings over the past couple of weeks about growing medicine shortages with the number hitting a new high as we approach the hay fever season. We recently spoke to Rebecca Barry from Life Pharmacy about this issue. Let's take a listen to what Rebecca had to say. So these problems still aren't being sorted, Joe. We currently have around, uh, at the last count, 212 different medicines that are out of stock with suppliers at the moment. And it's not just prescription medicine. There's a lot of over-the-counter medicines unavailable for us to order. The issue is just worsening in the post-Christmas period as the instance of infection is just continuing and continuing. The respiratory and um, bacterial infections, strep throat, pneumonia, um, instance of high temperatures, so issues on supply of some pain medicines. Um, there's some supply issues with other medicines as well, so some medicines used to treat blood pressure and diabetes, for example, but a huge issue with the supply of um, medicines for infections at the moment. Okay, so sore throat sprays, for example, dissolvable yeah. paracetamol powder, powder, soluble aspirin. Yeah, and cough bottles. We have huge problems with supply of cough bottles at the moment. Uh, we have almost nothing for dry, dry cough at the moment. And we have currently only two different products for um, chesty cough, some of which won't be suitable for some people. So, you know, it's really causing problems. Does this affect both children and adults? Yeah, yeah, every age group. Mm. And um, with the prescription medicines, then the issue being that we are having to waste doctors' time. We're spending a huge amount of time ourselves looking for alternatives, either trying to source it with other pharmacies. We've an excellent WhatsApp group that helps each other out with stock, but um, we're more and more finding that we're not getting any replies from anybody, um, any local pharmacies that has supply that we, we can't direct people to other pharmacies. We're having to go back to the doctor um, for alternatives and with the obvious delays to treatments that that causes then. So that was Rebecca Barry of Life Pharmacy chatting to Joe about the issue. European experts were speaking in Dublin at an online event yesterday morning. And to tell us more about this, CEO of Azure Pharmaceuticals, Aideen Kenny, joins us. Good morning, Aideen. Good morning. So how did the meeting go yesterday? Um, The meeting went well. Um, I think it was very interesting to hear um, from experts across the uh, field um, and you know, also to hear what, how our European counterparts are, are managing this particular issue. So, very enlightening. Um, we had um, a presentation from Dermot Toomey, who, uh, who was president of the IPU, and he reported on um, a recent survey that the IPU conducted in relation to how shortages are impacting um, patients. And 65% of pharmacists are saying that patients are negatively impacted by the ongoing shortages issue. So, yeah, it was it was quite interesting in that regard. And what are the most popular products that are currently in low supply or out of stock completely? Is it what Rebecca was saying there in terms of things like the cough medicines? Yeah, for sure. Um, certainly, um, the range of medicines changes um, from week to week, but we have had a serious issue with antibiotics, cough um, medicines over the last uh, winter uh, flu season, but um, now we're seeing from our medicine shortage index that uh, other products are also becoming short. So we're seeing this particular week um, topical preparations. Um, we're seeing some eye drops. 
we're seeing some nasal sprays and then the ongoing um, antibiotics are in and out of stock depending on, on, on the week. So it's a real mixed bag of different meds. And is it because demand is higher or what are the other issues that are affecting it? I mean, we do know there's been a huge surge in things like, you know, the flu, the RSV all over the winter period. Yes, and for sure that is contributing. Um, You know, the demand side, i.e. where patients are getting sicker as a result of flu, um, has certainly impacted the, um, I suppose, the need for um, antibiotic treatment. Um, But in addition, we're seeing you know, other factors at play. And one of the areas that we're particularly interested in is um, a section of the market which is single-source old meds. So 40% of current shortages are single-source meds, which means that they have no other alternatives available on the Irish market. And this is where, I suppose, the tyres hit the runway in relation to shortages because pharmacists have no way of... um, offering an alternative to patients. So these meds are suffering, in our view, because of the pricing policy uh, that the government is imposing on the broad range of medicines in Ireland at the moment. And these older meds, which are very essential and and many patients are relying on to keep them well, are are priced at a, a price point that is just unsustainable. Many of them are 40 or 50 years old. The price is the same as it was back in the 1980s and we just cannot afford to bring them to market at that price and so much of yesterday's focus was on calling on the government to actually you know look at this area and to put in place pricing policy that enables greater competition so more supply at a price that is is feasible for manufacturers to um, to continue to supply at. Are we likely to see a rise in the price of antibiotics due to this shortage? Um, well, currently the price of... We, we also published a range of price points for antibiotics and other meds in Ireland versus the EU average versus the UK. And amoxicillin in Ireland is significantly cheaper than the EU and, and, um, and the UK. So... Yes, is the answer. If government wish for the supply of these medicines to be robust, um, given that Ireland's at the edge of the European Union, given that costs for manufacturing all of these ingredients have gone up over the last number of years, then a price increase would be necessary. Amoxicillin, much cheaper here. Why is that? Because normally we hear things are more expensive here. Yes, absolutely. And that is the conundrum, I think, that we've been facing when we've been bringing this to the fore. So... Much of the um, the older medicines in Ireland are priced, the government sets the price and there are, um, I guess, trade agreements that the industry enters into with the government and those trade agreements, you know, set the price. And unfortunately, these older medicines have never had any price increase as a result of, you know, as I mentioned, energy price yeah. increases, transport price increases. And so other European countries have increased prices here. So Portugal very recently uh, increased the price of this basket of older single source medicines. We're seeing tender markets like uh, the Nordic area. Um, Tender prices are naturally just going up because people can't afford to tender at the lower prices. So all across Europe, we are seeing price increases in this particular basket of older um, single source medicines. 
Is it true that when hay fever season really hits that it's going to put a lot more pressure on the market? Um, it's, it's, of course, like any increase in demand will put pressure on the marketplace, but many hay fever preparations are over the counter. So it's, it's not like many patients have to go to their GP to get a prescription for a hay fever uh, treatment. So, you know, in that case, patients are paying out of pocket. So, you know, where suppliers... Um, and we're seeing it already where suppliers are um, are sourcing meds and putting them on the market as in what we call over-the-counter medicine, then prices may well indeed go up. And so what, what are the, the short-term solutions or are there any? Well, I mean, medicine supply is a very complex, very regulated business. Um, and, you know, Short-term solutions very much involve around looking at creating an environment that makes it, you know, conducive to supply these medicines. So obviously looking at the trade agreement and looking at pricing is, is, is key. But there are longer-term solutions that absolutely need to be put in place. And sourcing, outsourcing our manufacture of key medicines to the Far East is is as we saw in the pandemic, a really precarious position for European patients. Um, And we really need to start bringing production of pharmaceuticals back into Europe. And that means paying paying a higher price for those meds because the cost of production in Europe is higher. Aideen, if somebody has been prescribed something by their GP and they go to the pharmacy and they don't have what the GP has prescribed and the pharmacist tries to make a substitution should we be trusting the pharmacist in those situations or what? Or should we be going back to the GP and saying, no, I don't want that. I want the, the prescribed medication. What What would be your advice to them? Well, where there is an, an, an equivalent, an old, uh, so for example, many generics have multiple sources of the same um, molecule. And in that instance, pharmacists are legally entitled to switch from one one brand of a generic to another brand of the same molecule. And that's enshrined in the Health Act 2013. Um, Where a pharmacist is presented with a prescription where they don't have an alternative, so these single-source older medicines, um, then at the minute they have to go back to the GP and request a um, a change to that prescription or an alternative medicine. Now, IPU have been calling on government to facilitate um, a critical shortage protocol and this is in place in a number of other European countries and the UK where in a case where there is a shortage of a critical medicine there is a predefined um, list of medicines that can be substituted in so the pharmacist doesn't need to go back to the GP and I think that's infinitely reasonable I think it makes total sense pharmacists are incredibly well trained um, healthcare professionals and I see no reason why in that situation um, for both the needs of the patients and the time spent by healthcare professionals in sorting this issue out, that it can't be facilitated. Okay, well, we'll leave it there for this morning. Aideen Kenny, COO of Azure Pharmaceuticals, thanks for joining us on this issue. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today.